Today's daf is daf dalid in Masechet Ta'anit. We will begin on daf dalid Amud Aleph, four lines from the top of the Amud, Ve'amar Rava. Ve'amar Rava. Ha'itur v'amir abanan de'ratach, u'raita u'dekamaratchale. If we see that a young scholar of Torah has, uh, is very passionate, is very angry, it is the Torah that makes him so sensitive to become angry. Rashi says that because he has a depth of sensitivity that is the result of his learning. Therefore, he tends to be more reactive to things that he perceives as wrong. As it says, because Hashem says that my word is like fire. It causes a person to become very passionate and intense. said, This is a very famous saying of Ravashi. Any scholar who is not as tough as iron is not a Tamil Chacham at all. In other words, he has to be willing to be particular and to stand up for his convictions. Because it says that also the word of Hashem is like a hammer that shatters rock. So it's saying that the Tamil Chacham should be like a hammer, be as strong, stronger than rock. You learned it from over there. But we learned it from a different pasuk, meaning we in Eretz Yisrael, we learned it from a different pasuk, because it says that Eretz Yisrael is a land that its stones are iron. Don't read it as avaneha, its stones, but as boneha, its builders are like iron, meaning the Talmud Chachamim that build it spiritually, are, are tough as iron. Even so, a person should train himself, says Ravina, to, uh, to conduct himself with, uh, with, in a gentle way and not be overly uh, aggressive. Because it says in Kohelet, the person should remove anger from his heart. There were three people, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani said in the name of Rabbi Yonatan, there were three, three people who asked something in an inappropriate fashion. In uh, two of the cases, heaven answered the person in a proper way nonetheless. And in one case, the response was also inappropriate. And what were they? Eliezer, the servant of Avraham, Shaul, the king, and Eliezer, because we read that Eliezer, when he wanted to find a wife for Yitzchak, said, the girl that I asked to give me water, and she offers not only to give me water, but to give water for all my camels, this is the girl that you've chosen for Yitzchak. But the problem is, how did he know what kind of girl he was going to get? It could have been a, a lame girl or a blind girl. In other words, a girl that had a, a defect that would make the match uh, very problematic. How could he just uh, make one condition like that? But Hashem still Hashem responded properly. He ended up with Rivka. When in the story of Shaul, where they're facing Goliath and everyone is is just petrified and nobody's acting against Goliath to stop him, uh, he says, "Whoever strikes him, the king is going to make him very rich, and the king will give him." Uh, will give this warrior his own daughter to uh, to marry. But how could Shaul make such a condition that anyone who str- who kills uh, Goliath will get to marry his own his daughter? How does he know what kind of person it's going to be? Maybe it'll be a slave. Maybe it'll be an illegitimate person. Okay, right. So, but still, again, Hashem uh, responded properly. David ended up with David. 
Yiftach said, when I come back from battle, whatever comes out first from my house, I'm going to offer it as a burnt offering. That condition is too general. It's too vague. It's too problematic because what if a, an impure animal comes out of his house first or something else that's inappropriate for sacrifice? And in fact, Hashem responded, in a, in a way that wasn't good. Because his daughter came out and she ended up being the sacrifice. And this is what the Navi says to, to the Jewish people. Is there no medicine in Gilad? Is there no doctor there? Because according to the Chazal, according to the rabbis, Pinchas bin Elazar was still around. He could have um, canceled the neder. He could have canceled the oath of Yiftach. But Yiftach was too bri- proud to go and present himself before, uh, before Pinchas for that. And uh, and similarly, the uh, uh, Pinchas was not going to come to Yiftach, so that they were at an impasse, and uh, there was no resolution. When it speaks of the uh, sacrifice of children that was conducted in the times of Yirmiyahu, people were sacrificing children to the Baal and things like that. Hashem said, I never commanded such a thing, I never spoke of such a thing, and it never came up in my heart. When he says, I never commanded it, this is a reference to Mesha, the king of Moab, who, uh, who killed his own son, who sacrificed his own son uh, in order to be saved in battle. Um, and I never spoke of such a thing. This is speaking about Yiftach, or Rash, or the Bach has on the side Bitoshel Yiftach, the daughter of Yiftach. This is uh, when it says it never came up in my mind. That's Yitzchak ben Avraham, meaning in none of these cases did Hashem ever intend for child sacrifice to happen. Um, and uh, and there's a long Rashi here. Who discusses a little bit more the detail of these various stories and the and the, but the point is that um, the main point is that because the condition of Yiftach was left so open, it invited <coughs> problematic results, and therefore a person should be very careful what they ask for, what they wish for. Um, there was even a time when the Jewish people asked for something that was not appropriate. But Hashem answer them with something that uh, was appropriate, was better and more proper than, uh, than what they had asked for. And, uh, uh, and what was that case? Because it says, We will run to know Hashem. Like the uh, brightness of the morning. And uh, he will come like rain to us. In other words, they compared the connection with Hashem to rain. The presence of Hashem is like rain. Hashem said to them, my daughter, you're asking for something that's sometimes desirable and sometimes not. Rain, sometimes you want it, sometimes you don't. I will be for you. I'll be something that you will always want. Because when Hashem speaks, He says, I'm going to be like a dew. Which is always desirable, which is always present, not like rain, which sometimes it is and sometimes isn't. There was another time that the Jewish people said something which was not appropriate or not the best. That the, the Jewish people said, Make us like a seal on your heart and like a seal on your arm. Hashem said to them, You're asking for something that's sometimes visible and sometimes not because you don't always see my heart and you don't always see my. Uh, you you're not always going to see a person's heart. You're not always going to see a person's arm. They're usually covered up. Sometimes they're uncovered. Sometimes they're covered. Why would you want that? I want to make for you something that is always seen. Because it says, I have engraved you 
on my hands. Hands are always visible, they're always seen. So the idea is that the Jewish people asked for the relationship between them and Hashem to be something that was like a seal on the heart or a seal on the arm, but that's something that's not always evident. Hashem said, I'm going to give you something that's always evident, which is a uh, engraving on the hands themselves. We said that we don't ask for rain, except at the time when it's close to the rainy time, when you're supposed to have rain. Savoir, they assumed the following matter in the, uh, in the Beit Midrash when they were studying this halacha. They assumed that that the beginning of mentioning rain and asking for rain is the same time. Meaning when we start saying and when we start saying is the same time. So so then who is the author of this uh, statement in the Mishnah that we only ask for rain when it's close to the time of rain? So because he says from the time that you put down the lulav, in other words from Shemini Atzeret, we begin asking for rain. <coughs> we begin uh, mentioning rain and we begin asking for rain. It's simultaneous. As opposed to Rabbi Eliezer, the assumption is, who says we begin asking for rain on the first day of Sukkot, but we don't actually ask for it. We begin mentioning rain, rather, on the first day of Sukkot, but we don't want to ask for it until afterwards. Amalei Abayabai said, no, if you do with Rabbi Eliezer, no, it could be even Rabbi Eliezer, because because it's not necessarily true that when you start mentioning rain, you have to start asking for rain. You could start mentioning rain on the first day of Sukkot, but you could wait to start asking for rain until a little bit later when it's a time that you actually desire for the rain to come. But you get down by in another version of this discussion has the question or the suggestion not coming from Rava, but coming from the Gemara itself. That Lema Rabbi Yoshua that you would assume that our Mishnah is following Rabbi Yoshua who says that from Shmini Yatzeret, after you put down the Lulav from Shmini Yatzeret, that's when you start asking for rain and also, I mean, that's when you start mentioning rain and you start asking for rain. But Amar Rava, here Rava is giving the answer. Instead of Abaye Afilua, Tema Rabbi Eliezer that uh, you could say it's even Rabbi Eliezer, the thing is that, that asking and mentioning are two different things. So mentioning happens on the first day of Sukkot according to Rabbi Eliezer, but the requesting doesn't happen until later. So you don't have to put the two things together. They raised an objection to all this. Until when do we, do we ask for the rain? Uh, we wait until Pesach is over. Rabbi Meir says until Nisan is over. Now the problem is that in our Mishnah it says that we stop asking for rain on the first day of Pesach, not after, not at the end of Pesach. Rabbi Yehuda, in fact, is the one that says that we uh, that that uh, the Chazan of Musaf on the first day of Pesach stops saying Mashivu So how could it here say that uh, when Pesach is over? So there's a difference. One is talking about asking. One is talking about uh, mentioning that Mishael Sheil Vazil. When it comes to uh, when it comes to asking for rain, we continue until the end of Pesach. But when it comes to mentioning rain, we stop on the first day of Pesach. In other words, when Rabbi Uda said that we stop mentioning it at the end of Pesach, he was talking about asking for rain. And when he said that we stop mentioning rain uh, on the first day of Pesach, he was talking about the praise for rain. So the Gemara says, Amar Ula Ula says, Hadar Av Chizda, this statement of Av Chizda, Kashak Echomet Shnaim Ukashan Dainai, this is as bad as vinegar for the teeth and smoke for the eyes. In other words, this reasoning is totally counterintuitive and doesn't make any sense. Why? Because why would you stop? We have a case where you ask for, where you mention rain, but you don't yet ask for rain. But we don't have any case where you ask for rain without mentioning it. In other words, we can understand mentioning rain without asking for it. You're praising God, but you don't necessarily want that item right now. But why would you ask for rain without mentioning it? In the beginning of the Amidah, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you stop mentioning it on the first day of Pesach, but continue asking for it through the rest of Pesach? Obviously, what we have here says Ula. 
is two different opinions, two different students of Rabbi Yehuda who, had, who understood him differently. One student thought that he meant that you stop on the first day of Pesach. One thought that he meant on the last day of Pesach. That's all. Rav Yosef said, you don't necessarily have to say that there are two different versions of Rabbi Yehuda. Could both be the same. The only thing is, when it said, he doesn't mean when the holiday of Pesach is over. He means when the Chazan finishes, the Chazan of Shachrit finishes on the first day of Pesach. That's when we switch over to, to not saying starting with Musaf. So when he says, he doesn't mean the holiday of Pesach, he means the Chazan of Pesach. Why would we be talking about stopping asking for rain on Yom Tov? We don't have asking for rain on Yom Tov. We only have Mashiv Ochumor de Geshem on Yom Tov, which is praising for rain, not asking. Rav Yosef says, no, we do. We have the Gabai, basically, the Mitrugaman, who recites a prayer like the Baruch Aleinu prayer on, even on Yom Tov. During the drasha, during the speech, the Divrei Torah, he would, he would make that prayer. And he would stop making that prayer on the first day of Pesach. Why would the Metrogaman ask for something that isn't necessary and we already don't need it when it's on the day, first day of Pesach? So why would he mention, why would he add that? Why would he place that in his drasha? It doesn't make any sense. Since it's a time that we're going to be stopping anyway, Rashi says, why, why would it make sense to request something in the morning and then stop after Musaf requesting, it doesn't make any sense. If you don't need it already, then you don't need it. You don't need it more in the morning than you do an hour later. Rather, it makes more sense, like what Ula says, that there are two different versions of Rabbi Yehuda here. Rabbi tries again to salvage the two different Rabbi Yehudas and, and say that and reconcile them. What he meant was not that when Pesach is over, which would end up creating a contradiction, but when the Korban Pesach time was over. The beginning is like the end. Just like in the beginning, he starts mentioning on the Yom Tov of Shemini Atzeret, or on the, according to Rabbi Eliezer, on the Yom Tov of uh, uh, Sukkot, but the point is on the Yom Tov. Right? And he only starts requesting rain afterwards. So too at the end, he's still saying, even though he stopped requesting rain on Erev Pesach. It makes sense that he would start mentioning rain before he would start asking for rain. Because it's it's preparing for the request. It's praising God in preparation for the request. But at the end, why would you have that? Why would you stop requesting but continue mentioning it in the tefillah? It doesn't make that much sense on that end. Rather, the most logical thing, in other words, according to this, you stop at the end of the Shechitata Pesach. In other words, you stop in the uh, afternoon of, uh, you stop requesting on Erev Pesach. But uh, she says, what it means is, Ad um, that uh, it doesn't mean the whole day of Erev Pesach, but what it means is that you stop in the morning, meaning that uh, she says, yom, In other words, you would, so at Mincha already of Erev Pesach, you would not be requesting the rain. You've already stopped. It, Shacharit was the last time on Erev Pesach. You've already stopped. And then the next day, you start saying, you stop saying in the prayers, in the praising part of the prayer. That's the way that, uh, that Rabbah is trying to answer it. But uh, of course, the, answer, the question is, why would you do that? Rabbah says, why would, you, uh, why would you stop requesting and keep mentioning it? It makes sense to, keep, to mention in preparation for requests, but if you already stopped in the morning of Erev Pesach was the last time you requested, so then why in the afternoon of Erev Pesach are you saying until the next day? 
Okay, that doesn't make sense. In other words, if it were just that you stop requesting uh, at Mincha Aver of Pesach, so everyone stops requesting at Mincha Aver of Pesach because there's no request for rain in the Tfilot of Yom, of Yom Tov. But if you're stopping Davka specifically in the morning of Erev Pesach and you're going to say the prayer of Mincha Aver of Pesach without asking for rain, so why would you continue mentioning the rain of Meshivah Ochumor that's the, uh, because in, in theory, when on the first day of Pesach, even though you're only saying if you had been praying a weekday Amidah, you would still be asking for the rain until you stop in Musaf. So, but stopping a tefillah earlier or two tefillot earlier uh, doesn't make sense. Now, rather the best explanation is what Ula says, that there's two different students of Rabbi Yehuda that had different opinions. Now, now, seemingly meaning that we stop saying, uh, we start saying on Shemini Yatzeret at Musaf, and we stop at on Pesach at Musaf. We learned in the Mishnah later that on the third day of Mar Cheshvan we start asking for rain. And Rabban Gamliel Omer B'Shiv Abo. Rabban Gamliel says, no, on the seventh day of Mar Cheshvan we we start asking for the rain. And there Rabbi Elazar said that Allah follows Rabban Gamliel. Now the assumption again is that if Rabbi Elazar says that we start asking for rain on the seventh day of. Uh, uh, of Marcheshvan, uh, so that means that we also start mentioning the rain Geshem on the seventh of Marcheshvan. So how could it be that Rabbi Yochanan said that we follow Rabbi Yehuda, which means we start mentioning the rain on Shemini Yatzeret at Musaf, but then Rabbi Elazar says that we don't start mentioning slash asking for rain until Marcheshvan. What kind of a question is that Rabbi Asi answered? He said, you're, you're showing a contradiction between two different people. Maybe Rabbi Yochanan holds one way, Rabbi Lazar holds a different way. Rabbi Yochanan holds like uh, Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Lazar is the one who's saying that. So the alternatively, or you could even say it's not a contradiction because one is talking about mentioning, one is talking about asking. In other words, what Rabbi Yochanan is talking about that you start mentioning you start praising God for rain on Shemini Along comes Rabban Gamliel, or really Rabbi Lazar, and says, but when it comes to requesting rain, we wait till the seventh of Mar Cheshvan. It's a little bit later. Right, so that's not a contradiction. They're talking about two different things. Didn't Rabbi Yochanan say wherever you ask for rain, you also mention rain, meaning it's at the same time, and therefore he, it can't be that Rabbi Yochanan thinks that you delay asking for the rain until the seventh of Marcheshvan because he says that the that the mentioning and the requesting are simultaneous. No, he was talking about you end. In other words, when you stop requesting rain, you stop mentioning rain. They, they, those happen together, but you start mentioning before you start asking. Then Rabbi Yochanan said exactly the opposite of that. He said that no, just like when you start request, when you start request, when you start mentioning, you start requesting. When you stop uh, re- requesting, you stop mentioning. In other words, according to him, they're totally simultaneous. So if he's saying that you start mentioning on Shemini Yatzeret, then he's also going to say that you will start requesting rain right away as well. He's not going to allow for delay. Rather, we must say, there's another reconciliation possible here. That is for us, that is for them. In other words, one is for the Bnei Bavel, one is for the Bnei Eretz Yisrael. Why should there be a difference? You want to say because uh, we in Bavel 
in the diaspora and Bavel, they had fruits and things like that still in the fields and they didn't want them to be ruined by early rain so they didn't start asking for rain until the 7th of Mahashvan. Well, you have the same thing that they, in Eretz Yisrael, there are all the regalim. There are those who came for the, for the uh, regalim, who came for the holidays that uh, were walking back, traveling back to their homes and we don't want them to get rain poured on their heads uh, on the way back, going back from Sukkot. So we should also delay it. Uh, that's right, Rabbi Yochanan said that you start requesting rain right after Shemini, right on Shemini Yatzeret, meaning right after. He meant when there's no Beit HaMikdash. When there was a Beit HaMikdash, they would delay because they wouldn't start asking for rain while the Olei Regalim were still on their way. Now that we've said that, we could say that both the Halacha of Rabbi Yochanan and the Halacha of Rabbi Lazar are talking about during the time where there is, during, in Eretz Israel, but Kan Bezman, Shebet HaMikdash Kayam, Kan Bezman, Shein Bet HaMikdash Kayam, but one is talking about whether there's a Bet HaMikdash standing, one when there isn't. In other words, when there's a Bet HaMikdash standing, so therefore there are all little Galim, there are people who are, are traveling back and forth from the Bet HaMikdash, uh, uh, after the Chagi, after the Chagim, they're traveling back, we delay the request for rain until the 7th of Mar Cheshvan. But when there's no Bet HaMikdash, we should start right after Shemini Yatzeret already, requesting rain, and that's what Rabbi Yochanan was talking about, where there is no Beit HaMikdash, and Rabbi Lazar was talking about where there is a Beit HaMikdash. Now, but Vanan, but those of us living in Bavel, we have two days of Yom Tov, what should we do? Because in a way, the request for rain is a part of the Tefillah of the Yom Tov, but we have two days of Shemini Yatzeret, which day should we say it? So it says, According to Rav, what you should do is, on the first day of Shemini Yatzeret, say, in the Musaf, start saying, But at Mincha, don't say it. And at Arvit, don't say it. And Meaning Arvit, which is the Arvit of the second day, don't say it. And the Shachrit of the second day, don't say it. And then Musaf of the second day, start saying it again. But Amalu uh, Shmuel, Shmuel said to the students of Rav, You need to go tell Abba, meaning, meaning Rav. He called him by his first name. How could you do that? How could you on Shemini Yatzeret get up in Musaf and start saying demonstrating that it's Shemini Yatzeret, but then in the afternoon go back to saying, to saying uh, not saying as if it's a weekday. And you're preparing for the next day to be the official Yom Tov, where you're again going to start at Musaf. How could you do that? Shmuel says, if you really want to be consistent, what you should do is on the first day of Shemini Yatzeret, at Musaf, you start saying, since it's still Shemini Yatzeret at Mincha, you still say, now when it comes to Arvit, and it's the second day, now you're starting all over again. So you don't say, on the Arvit of the second night, of Shemini Yatzeret, which we call Simchat Torah, and in the morning, and you don't say, because it's the second day, and it's like you're doing the first day all over again. That, according to Shemuel, makes more sense. We come to Hey Amud Aleph, once you begin on the first day, saying, you don't stop. Once you start, you don't stop. And even Rav retracted. That you count eighteen days. I'm sorry. You count. Uh, you count. Uh, you count twenty-one days. The same way 
that you count the 10 days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. What does that mean? You count the 10 days of Yom, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur means including Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur itself. So, so too, the first 21 days of Tishrei, you count them, including the 21st day. And then you start saying, on the 22nd day, which is Min Yatzeret. And then, and then you don't stop again. You keep going. You don't stop on the second day or later on the first day and then restart on the second day. Once you start on the first day, you continue. That is, in fact, that is soon as you begin, you don't stop again. And that is the halacha that we practice today, that we start saying the Geshem on at Musaf of Shemini Yatzeret, and we don't stop again. With regard to the request for rain, so there, the, the Rishonim deal with the difficulty that in our Gemara it sounds as if nowadays that we don't have the Bet HaMikdash, we should really start requesting the rain as soon as uh, Shemini Yatzeret uh, comes around. Meaning, obviously, there's no blessing asking for rain on Yom Tov, but as soon as the Yom Yom Tov is over, we should really start asking for rain according to what the simple meaning of the Gemara is, that when there's no Bet HaMikdash, that's what we should do. The Rishonim discussed that issue, but Halakha Lemaseh nowadays, what is done is that in Eretz Yisrael, everywhere, Mashibu Humor Degeshem begins on, at Musaf of Shemini Yatzeret. But in Eretz Yisrael, on the 7th of Marcheshvan, we begin requesting the rain. And outside of Eretz Yisrael, they follow the custom of Bavel, which is going to be mentioned later in the Gemara, which is 60 days after the winter solstice, uh, I'm sorry, the fall uh, solstice, which, uh, or the autumnal equinox, which the Gemara will explain later on uh, when it discusses the, how, how rain is uh, prayed for in Bavit. That is the custom outside of Israel today. But uh, there's a lot of questions surrounding this halacha and how the practical halacha that we follow today emerges from the Gemara as we have it in front of us. Mr. Hashem will continue from here tomorrow.